1: You're listening to the Kelly Green Show.
0: Eagles.
1: This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated.
0: Watch your underdogs, and you know what underdogs is? It's a hungry dog. Hungry dogs run fast, and that's this team.
1: Here's your host, Football Kelly.
0: Welcome back to the Kelly Green Show. I am your host, Football Kelly. Eagles fans are excited to get the regular season underway, and rightfully so at this point. Sure, having preseason games helps the time pass, but let's be real. We're all dying to see the starters on this roster play in the game. My next guest on the show is a true friend and one of the most loyal Eagles fans that I have come to know over the years. Most of you know him as E-Rock. How are you doing, man?
1: I'm I'm excited for some Eagles football. We are this close, this close to seeing this Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts team take the field for the first time ever. I'm excited for it, and I'm excited to be on your show, so thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for coming on. I think you're probably one of the few Eagles fans that have gotten to see some of this starter, you know... Ross the starting roster in action in practices because we haven't seen them in the games very much um give me a sense of whether you think those joint practices with the Patriots and the Jets are sufficient in you know the explanation being that those would kind of eliminate their need for game action for these starting players
1: yeah, I, I I kind of, you know, the, the, the old head in me will definitely raise an eyebrow at the fact that these starters aren't playing preseason, especially with as young as they are, as many reps as they need together. You have a brand new offense with a relatively new, let's call him a rookie for all intents and purposes, a, a, a rookie quarterback, but you know, some brand new receivers, a lot of new faces on the team, a brand new defensive coordinator. But I'm going to take a wait-and-see approach. I mean, you take, a, you, you take a look at a lot of other teams around the NFL, and they're kind of – I don't want to say poo-poo in the preseason off, but with now yet another game tacked on to the regular season and with the Eagles' health history being what it is, I mean, we've all been there. We would be singing a completely different tune if Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, Fletcher Cox, Brent, any one of them, any, any one of the guys along the offensive line, if they went down – Season. I'm sure we would be banging the drums, being like, why are these guys playing? What's the purpose to all of this? What, don't you know better? Nick Sirianni and Howie Roseman. So I do like the fact that they did have those joint practices. I feel like it's great to compete against somebody who's not wearing the same jersey day in and day out. And they're doing it for, you know, a couple, couple days, as opposed to just one game. Realistically, what is Jalen Hurts going to play? He's going to play a quarter, right? right. During a pre. Uh, unless you're Andy Reid and you play Patrick Mahomes an entire half, you know? So of that quarter, how many offensive snaps is he really going to get? So whereas during these joint practices and I'm not there every single day, but I did have the opportunity to see the jets practice. You know, They're, they're, they're getting after it, you know, for, for a solid two hours, you know, the, the jets offense against the Eagles defense, the Eagles defense against, you know, so on and so forth. So, I have one eyebrow raised, but we'll see if, you know, week one, how rusty they look. And if it, we look back on this later and go, you know what, they really should have played preseason.
0: Yeah, definitely thinking uh, along the same lines as you. Uh, definitely understand the the risk and reward of uh, preseason, being able to get that chemistry, as you said, and do all those things. But there's definitely that um, health factor Uh, The Eagles bye week is so late this season, it's the 14th week of the season. So you almost think, you know, let's go into the season not limping in like we did last year. Uh, We barely had a preseason last year anyway. So having those guys available, ready for week one, getting prepped up for week one um, and this additional week to kind of work on what their game plan will be uh, should be interesting uh, in how well and prepared they look out there in Atlanta. Thanks again for listening to the Kelly Green Show. This episode was presented by Bet Online. It's that time of year, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including. Online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest, the world's largest 200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th, season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, the wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Any surprises to you, or things that stood out to you about the fifty-three man roster that was constructed so far?
1: No, I mean it. It, it kind of went the way I thought it would. Uh, Jack Stahl making the team was it was was a little bit of a surprise for me. You know, Travis Fall. You knew you were going to have to make some sort of difficult decision at the wide receiver because. Had you know uh, behind Ager, Smith, um, y- y- you know you really had like Wes obviously proved it in preseason. So okay, if you take those three, then you kind of have like a bunch of guys. You know what I mean? And and, right. and and so I'm not too incredibly surprised. Jordan Howard being on the practice squad, I thought he would have he would have made the fifty three initially, but he's back on the practice. squad. So even the guys that I was kind of like, oh, oh, that's, that's interesting, ended up back on the practice squad anyway. Right. So I think it was more interesting that, um, you know, in the latest press conference, they fi- finally, finally announced Jalen Hurts as a starter. Um, that wasn't a surprise. I will say that was a pleasant, like, if, any, if I'm going to point at anything, it was like, thank God. All right, they finally named him the starter. They finally Yeah, they dr-
0: they dragged that one out. That was another question I had for you. I mean, him and Jordan Mayalata. it was almost obvious to everyone that was paying attention that they were the starters. They were the guys. Um, What do you think about, like, what did you personally think about, you know, that moment? Like, do you think that that even crossed their radar or they were just like, yeah, I knew this already. Or do you think that they really thought it was like a special moment to kind of bring them into the season to have that actually verbally said out loud.
1: You know what? I, 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 I do have a, a, a lot of thoughts on that. And, and I think it's, I think it is multi-layered uh, first of all, anybody who didn't think that Jalen hurts was going to be the starter because Joe Flacco his in introductory press conference said, I'm here to compete or the fact that they traded for Gardner Minshew, which was just a, a quality depth low risk, high reward, uh, securing the quarterback. Anybody who thought like that was endangering Jalen Hurts' job was wearing a tinfoil hat. I mean, I, I <laughs> he was going to be the starter. Now, that being said, do I think that all the Deshaun Watson stuff was, you know, just kind of hearsay and and, and sports talk radio five? I don't. I do think at some point and for an extended period of time, they were in on Deshaun Watson and they were monitoring the situation. I have a lot of thoughts on that, you know, especially when you take a look at, you know, who's kind of steering the ship and that's Howie Roseman. And I've gone on my own YouTube channel and Instagram page and Twitter and, and and, and said this on, on various podcasts, but I don't think Howie Roseman's job is as safe as everyone thinks it is. You know, I think he's on the hot seat this year. And if he fails to produce any draft picks that have an immediate impact on the on the field, or the team has another losing season, I think it was going to be his ass or, yeah. you know, that was gonna have to pay for it. He's Howie the only one S-
0: left to blame.
1: <laughs> he's the only one left to blame. Howie pinned himself for better or for worse, he pinned himself up against the wall. You can't blame blame Doug. He ain't here no more. You can't blame Carter. He ain't here no more. So it's all on Howie. So if Howie felt like, damn, I, I," you know, and meanwhile, remember, we're talking about an individual that outlived Andy Reid, outlived Chip Kelly, outlived Doug Peterson, and now is on his fourth head coach. Mm -hmm. If he's, and you know, damn, you know, my, it's my ass this year and we have to win the division and we have to make the playoffs. Otherwise I might get fired and I traded for all these draft picks next year, but I might not even see them. If you're Howie Roseman and you're, you have a tendency of saving your own rear end, wouldn't you trade those draft picks in the future to secure your future with the team? So I do think at some point, and for a long time, the Eagles were in on Deshaun Watson. But at the end of the day, I, I, I do think they heard the fans The fans had an overwhelming, I know you and I included we're, we're like, hell no, hell no. Um, cannot
0: bring that circus here.
1: Cannot bring that circus here. Uh, I think we were vocal about it. Not that what we say has any influence on the front office, but you know, it would certainly weigh in the decision, how they would be perceived.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: you combine that with reports that the Sean Watson did not want to come to Philadelphia and you know what? Screw that guy. We don't want you. You don't want to come here. That's fine. We're rolling. Well and, and and we're going to see what we got in the kid. And I can't, I can't wait. I really think he's going to surprise a lot of people.
0: Yeah. And I mean, the other person who I kind of lobbed into that question is your avatar on Twitter right now yeah, man. about Jordan. My being named the guy for this season.
1: I, I, I just, I just love, I love a good football story, you know, and, and the Jordan Mulata thing is just a great story. They took a flyer on this rugby player who had never played a snap of football before, but just a physical ability and the size and the quickness of this guy. They saw something in him where they were like, we can make it, we can develop him. We can take Stoutland and develop, you know, maybe he has to ride the pine for two years, but man, if we hit on this guy, we, we hit, and you not want to have another Andrew Vanilla Vueva. I'm I, sorry for butchering the guy's name, but you know exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah, from the Steelers. Where, yeah, where you know they tried him out as defensive end in camp all season, and then the Steelers said, "Hey, let's let's let him sit a year and teach him how to play left tackle." And he ended up being a pretty damn good left tackle. You know, That's this cool. guy is 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 talented. He's a nice guy. I've met him before. I banged into him at a Sublime with Rome concert. <laughs> uh, and and, t- and talked with him for a while. He
0: and also he's just has the voice of an angel.
1: He certainly does. That's what I say. Defensive end <laughs> up- dropper. You know that that's that's the way he's he's a character. He's a great story. And really, last year where it was like, ah, oh, hell, I don't know, I'll just throw him a lot to see what he's got. All of a sudden, it was this pleasant surprise where, damn, okay, not only can he protect, he's got a little nasty in him. Mm-hmm. He's got. So, you know, while there was a quote unquote competition and, you know, I, I felt like it was Milata's job to 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 lose and man from like day one. If you listen to all oh, what the beat reporters saying that were there, boots on the ground reporting on it, he was just killing it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I have this segment on my show called The Polls of the Fanbase, which is polls taken on Twitter by me. And uh, they're basically fact now. So uh, I'm going to ask you, and you're going to guess what the majority of Eagles fans guessed, and then you're going to say whether or not you agree with them. Okay. Are your thoughts on the initial 53 man man roster moves satisfied, but needs work, content going into the season, or we're in trouble?
1: Satisfied but needs work. I mean, you're 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 always this young roster. You know, obviously there's 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 some skinny depth along some of the position battles. Um, and that's kind of how you saw them start to make moves today where they, you know, they signed a couple guys to the practice squad, released some other guys. So the GM's job is never over um, in regards to, to finish the roster. But but, I you know, I'm 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 satisfied with it. I I think they're going in with the guy to go in with. I didn't see any surprises. So I like what everyone else said.
0: He said, so the majority of people said 49% satisfied, but need work. You'll be amazed. Content going into the season, 46% and only 5% said we're in trouble. We're actually being pretty optimistic over here in Philadelphia today.
1: Well, you know what? I also think it it speaks to just going into a season with, and it's weird because you would want it the other way. But after the Super Bowl, I mean, just keeping up with the expectations of this team was exhausting. Oh, yeah. you know, stay healthy is Doug Peterson, the guy, can they run it back? Can they win the division? Bah, 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 bah. And it's kind of, it's honestly a little refreshing to go into the season. We're kind of like, ah, right, let's see what happens. Yeah. It's yeah,
0: maybe we win the division. Maybe we win six games. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> We're somewhere in there. Yeah. Right. So next, the next poll is. What grade do you give Howie Roseman on his decision making this off season? A to A plus, B to B minus, C to D or F. B. B to B minus was sixty six percent.
1: Yep. Yeah. And 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 the and the reason why, like, look, some difficult decision had to be made. And I know Howie Roseman is not exactly the most popular guy in Philadelphia, nor nor should he. And I poke it as much fun with him as anybody. Um, but the you know credit, you know, when a guy deserves credit, he deserves credit. So not only did I feel like he made the difficult decisions this year, but if Carson could stay healthy and or off the COVID list, I mean, you're rocking three first round picks to set you up for the future. Like That's I just right. haven't. Part of this optimism is like, oh my God, Jalen Hurts is the guy. And Devontae Smith is is the Jalen Rager lives up to his first round potential. Miles Sanders can be the you know a, a workload back, and then all of a sudden you got the flexibility of those three first round picks to do whatever the hell you want to do with them. Yeah. Oh boy, oh boy, I like that it. would I, be a
0: fantastic I, situation.
1: <laughs> then you'll have salary cap too. Like part of, part of the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington Redskins, and we can look in their past and see those prolonged salary cap hells that they were in is because, you know, they kept trying to tack on, tack on, tack on when realistically you just need one year and just eat it. Yep. If you want to get cap hell, step one, eat it. And then you go next year, this year was bad. Next year we're looking good on top of that three first round picks. So I can't, I can't give them an A because it's Howie but I can't really dog them either.
0: Fair enough. Well, definitely everybody, for the majority, 66%, said that they agree with what you're kind of feeling on that, that situation. What's a position the Eagles should or must upgrade before week one? Running back, wide receiver, safety, or other?
1: Everyone's going to say wide receiver, but I, but I, I am going to say safety, and that's more of a, more of a depth thing. Um, saw how decimated like when this when the secondary starts getting injured how much that can really just hinder the ability it, you know because now you're trying to win a shootout every game and Doug Peterson's backup up offense here with the long Carson Wentz was just not built to come from behind I'm not sure that this new defense is really built to come from behind I think it's built to stay in it I think it's built to go toe-to-toe with with anybody but to come from behind. So everyone's going to say wide receiver, but I'm going to say safety.
0: They're going to shock you because they agree with you. Wow. 54% 54 said safety. 24% said wide receiver 11 said running back and 11 said other. And the good news, I don't know if it's that good of news, but recent news is that the Eagles did add a player for the secondary from the Colts, so they probably already have some background on this guy, Andre Cheshire. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Hopefully, that's right. Um, Stephen Holder, who was a very prominent reporter in Indy covering the team, recently wrote on Twitter that he expects he expected him to make the final roster for the Colts because, and I quote, he can play practically every spot in the secondary. So what more could you ask for a depth player than a guy that's versatile, who could be plugged and played, and also potentially has that Gannon experience where he's coming in with a little bit more knowledge than somebody maybe from a different uh, uh defensive scheme.
1: Yeah, and that's exactly why you know you're satisfied with the roster, but it needs work. And that's GM's job is never done. It's not done yet.
0: You know, no, it's and, never done. No, it's never I've done. done. I like the there move, was one, there was one move that the GM probably won't get any credit for, but I think it should be addressed because there was so much conversation around this situation this offseason. It was a move he didn't make, Zach Ertz. Yeah, the happened this week where he finally talked to the media. <coughs> what, it, what, what was your biggest takeaway from hearing what he had to say on
1: being
0: I, in Midnight Green this year?
1: Yeah, I, I, I want to be here. Um, I'm putting the offseason season behind us. Apologies have been made and listen, it, it, it's a, it's a, you're dealing with big wigs in it the NFL, pride. You're dealing, dealing with multimillion dollar athletes. You're dealing with Carson, not being here. You're dealing with hurt feelings. You're dealing with coming off of a couple disappointing seasons. You're coming off of Howie Roseman and Zach It's according to the beats that were there, you know, getting in a verbal altercation in the hallways and no care. And the fact that men can be men and apologies can be made and things can be tidied up before a season to the point like, yes, I want to be here. I want to retire here. And I, apologies have been made, putting it in the rear view and it's time to go to work. I like, it. I like it a lot.
0: Yeah. I'd love to hear that because I was very much in the corner of, we're a better team with Zach Ertz on this roster. What better um, weapon can you give Jalen Hurts than two of the best, you know, tight end do du- like a duo of tight ends that can really do a lot against defenses. Um, so not only is he going to help the development of Devonte Smith on the outside, he can continue to be that person for Dale- Dallas Goddard and be that person, that dependable person in the middle of the, of the field for Jalen Hurts and his development as well. Exciting news. Our pod is partnering with playactionpools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sports we love most. You'll be able to get in the action on playactionpools.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everyone. Here's how it works. Sign up for our contest, Bleed Football Pick'em, at playactionpools.com. And then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest, Bleed. B-L-E-A-V, football pick'em, and if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got survivor pick'em, as well as cool sportsbook-style concepts called Build Your Bankroll. playactionpools.com, your new home for all your office sports pools. He said something really interesting on Twitter this week, and I'm going to read it to the listeners, so they know what we're talking about, but I'd love for you to elaborate on it a little bit. Sure, she sure. Said, the longer I listen to Sirianni, the more I see the move the team is making, and the more I survey the general landscape of Philly sports. I wonder if all the competition, hairy high school talk wasn't about competition, but rather weeding out the softies.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, when, when. Nick Sirianni, I would love to elaborate on that one. You know, when Nick Sirianni first got here, and you know, um, made whatever impression he might make on the mic, but also talking about rock paper scissors, and I'll I'll challenge a guy to a, to ping pong. You know, and I'm late to a to a media meeting because you know I was I was playing a whole guy in horde or whatever it was the the you know and you're like what what okay what is this what what are you doing because at first glance it just seems hokey. Seems corny. And I and and the more I think about it and the more I look at it and the more training camp is going on. And I've seen instances where, like, you know, re- players went out, out. out. Jalen Rager is getting reamed on the field, practice is getting stopped in the middle. You know, what what does the word compete actually mean? What, what what is what does compete mean? Compete means to battle for something, it means you want something really and you want to prove that you're the you're the better that's what compete means it means to go to war for something it means to earn something it means have a goal and set it and achieve that goal it means that you want to be the best that you can be and the best on the team and when you start to take break that you know get get a word from the nice get away from the nice fluffy word of compete which is a nice little fluffy box put a lot of adjectives into right Mm -hmm. all of a sudden like, what, what, what position battles were we talking about? Quarterback. They wouldn't name a starter. They got rid of Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz doesn't want to be here. Left tackle. Okay. You got Mulata, who's been working his ass off to learn the game from scratch. And you got Dillard, who reports from last year had to be pulled aside and was all in his feelings and wouldn't play, you know, was making excuses as to why he wouldn't play the right side. Or even Jay, a guy like Jason Peters, not that he would ever be a softy, but later on, uh, wanting more money to play a, a tackle position when he came back to play guard. Um, the more and more it went on, the more I started to realize that this has less to do with competition, because we all looked at it ridiculous, right? Fletcher Cox isn't competing for his job. Jason Kelsey isn't competing for his job. The more it is like, listen, you want to be here, you're going to work your ass off and you're going to compete. You're gonna do what you have to do. Nothing. You are entitled to jack. You know. I. I don't know if I can swear, but you can. You, know,
0: you can do whatever you want on here.
1: <laughs> yeah. You, you're not entitled to jack shit. I, I don't care where you were drafted or what you've been paid or what kind of jewelry you're rock rocking on your finger. Brand new coach is a brand new regime. This is a brand new team, and you either work your ass off to prove that you want to be here, or you're not. It, it, you take a look at Travis Fulgham. You know what I mean? Who also had reports of kind of being in his feelings and stuff like that. Jalen Rager, I really think they were just trying to pull the best out of him. Like, stop being a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, 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 man up. You know you can do this. And then he goes out there and he does it and lights social media on fire with that catch. And it's like, there it is. Compete, compete, compete. I really think that, you know, not to get into the Sixers, but you can take a look at Ben Simmons and what's going on over there. And it's just... It's a different type of vibe in Philly than it was, let's say, 10 years ago, where yep. stuff softness wouldn't be tolerated. And I think they're trying to weed out softness and, once again, have people want to be here and want to earn the right to be a starter and be a Philadelphia Eagle. And I can't yeah. say at all.
0: I think that um, that's a really interesting situation for sure. And you look at what happened, like we were just talking about Zach Ertz and you're like, there's clearly room to have that assertion. Like I would like out, I would like to go somewhere, but you're not going to be coddled here. Like that's the bottom line. If you're Jalen Rager, you know, you're complaining on social media, you knock that off. Yeah. Just get the work done. like. We're going into the season. We don't want to be this sideshow that, you know, is breaking down. You don't want to see the team falling apart. You love to see every single player, whether Jalen Hurts is the real deal or not, rallying around this person because he is a Mm -hmm. leader, like off the field, and he wants to be that leader on the field to be determined whether he can be the guy to lead them to victory on the field. But he certainly won them over in the locker room. And we'll see how that translates to, you know, being the person that shows up to be yeah. able to, you know, get the job done. I think that's what's lost with Ben Simmons. The guy didn't shoot the ball when he had the opportunity. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Like Michael Scott it's- and uh Wayne Gretzky all over.
1: And 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 unless the, the Eagles are the Michael Jordan of overcorrecting, right? They went from Andy to Chip. Chip didn't work out, so they went right back. The pendulum swung the other way. All right, Doug's getting a little old. All right, now we're going to go to Knicks here, where the pendulum's going to swing the other way. So I did think that the Eagles, inadvertently and through just overall a lack of experience with success, let's call it, uh, they did create, you know, enable an environment or create an environment enabling. You know, complacency and the idle mint, and yeah, we won the Super Bowl, so I don't have to work as hard as I used to. You know, the hungry dog fat dogs ate and got fat and got lazy and took a nap underneath the porch. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and and the Eagles, I feel like through this very nice little package they called competition, where you know they put a bow on it, and it looks all pretty. Ooh, competition. It was really the pendulum swinging the other way, being like, listen, you got to earn this shit, get off the team or move it, step up or, you know, because somebody else is going to take that job.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think the one thing I want to end on with you today is we kind of touched on it a little earlier. Expectations. Yeah. Expectations have been the real heartbreaking thing in Philly the last few years. High expectations, lackluster results. There is optimism in this era, because there is an emphasis on development. There's this young coaching staff that has new ideas. They're bringing in fresh ideas when everything seemed stale last year. They've got promising talent that's young and needs to be developed again. What do you believe is a healthy expectation to have going into this season?
1: I, I I've been asked this before, and I and I just simply can't put a number on it i can't put, put a
0: number on it just say what you yeah, is realistic. Yeah. Uh,
1: the the healthy expectation is i i, I want to get not 2017 vibes i want to get 2016 vibes where it was a rookie head coach with a with a rookie quarterback and you, you, you they didn't win a lot of games but you saw those flashes like okay they're they're on this something here
0: you well, know there there's
1: there's something to build upon. There was an excitement, you know, and he saw things out of the back, you know, when Carson Wentz hit Darren Sproles on that wheel route against the Steelers, and you know all these little things like, man, this could really work. And I think that would be, that that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Just seeing. Listen, I don't expect them to win the division. Could they? I don't think the division's as good as people think it is, and there is an opportunity there to possibly do it. But the expectation is not there. All I want to see is development. Because if I see the development and I see the flashes and I see the team getting along and rallying behind each other, 2017 doesn't seem as far away as from where it was 2016, doesn't it? Like yeah. the return in this team can be quicker than any of us anticipated. And we can't say that it's not because we've seen it happen before with Doug Peterson and Car- Coach that nobody wanted a quarterback that, you know, was, was, was just starting out, um, you know, a lot of young talent on the, on the team and all of a sudden, you know, some salary cap freedom and you brought in some veterans. I think the return on this investment as far as what they're doing right now can be a very quick turnaround. And all I want to see this year, the reasonable expectation, the the minimum is just see those flashes of what I saw in 2016 that ultimately led us to that unachievable goal of winning a Super Bowl.
0: I'm going to say that I love your answer a lot. I'm going to add on top of it a little bit and say, I want to see what we didn't see last year. I want to see these guys go out and play with some heart. And I never want to see them go off the field and just look completely deflated. I want them going back. I want to see Jalen Hurts on that sideline, talking to his O-line, talking to his wide receivers. I want to see his cornerbacks talking to his sit the safeties and the D-line and bringing energy back to Philadelphia. Because let's face it, this is a football town. And if you have some inspiration, these guys fighting, that's what Philly's all about. Let's have some fun. Let's create some heart here let's create a heartbeat for the future of this team. What are they going to be, who knows, but definitely excited about the potential and the development is definitely what I would love to see. Definitely love your answer about 2016 vibes because everybody going into that stadium was wearing an 11 jersey. Feels like last year that kind of got ripped out from us that potential quarterback potential, you know, future Long-reigning team got ripped from us. But let's not get stolen from the reality here where there is still potential with this team. Nobody from Philadelphia is leaving this team because of one player. Let's go and uh, have some fun this season. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what they put out there. Definitely (laughs) an interesting uh, season and I'm looking forward to it.
1: I, I love that answer as well. Having, I have showing, showing heart. I, I love it, Kelly. You nailed it.
0: Yeah. So thank you so much, Erock, for coming on today. I truly appreciate your time. Loved speaking with you. Love speaking with other fans, listeners, please go check out all the work that Erock is doing. Please tell them where to follow you and where to, you know, see your content on YouTube and all that good stuff.
1: Uh YouTube, it's all you gotta do is look up the Mighty Erock on YouTube. It'll pop up for you. Instagram as well, where I also post like weekly videos. Uh Mighty E Rock. And then on Twitter where all the uh, all the hijinks and the, and the jokes and the memes happen. That's E Rock underscore Eagles. E-R-O-C-K underscore E.
0: Definitely follow him, guys. It's ne- nothing is more fun to do than to follow along with the craziness of the season and the hilarity that. Erock brings to uh, the timeline. Definitely appreciate you coming on again today. Next week, my episode is going to be with somebody who has closely watched our opponent. So please be on the lookout for that and subscribe to the Eagles Unfiltered podcast for the next coming episode of the Kelly Green Show. And fly, Eagles, fly. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile